All right. So here we are again. This is Psychotic Strength Crew um, podcast, and we. This is Tyler Toby Townsend. I'm David Mucci. This is Brandon. <laughs> All right. So today, as uh, you can hear, we got David Mucci with us. Um, an amazing human being. Um, he was listening to our last couple podcasts and and um, had his words to say about it. So uh, I told him, just get your ass on here and say them out loud. You know, like, fuck it. Right? So um, here he is. Um, Hello, everybody. Why don't you give us some background? Who are you? What are you about? Uh, let's see. Well, um, let me give the short version. I was born in Massachusetts. Uh, where I lived until I was 18, and then I moved to, I went to school in Los Angeles, where I lived for, I don't know, 10 years, then I moved to the UK and went to grad school there, came back to LA, where I lived for like 14 more years, moved to San Francisco, then moved to Palm Springs, and then I got tired of the sun, so I moved up here to the Pacific Northwest. Um, let's see, I've had multiple careers i used to be a music i was in politics and i was a music producer and then i owned my own fashion line and now i'm an interior designer politics That's, yeah what were you president no i worked for senators oh right. shit yeah. wait wait but were you the like the under the desk secretary Is that no what no not then that came <laughs> later oh shit <laughs> <laughs> no i worked on campaigns and stuff like that so it's cool yeah, they, there's called uh, advanced people. Advanced people show up to like an event before the candidates arrive to make sure like the signs are hung and the bunting's there and the mics work. And so I did that kind of stuff. That's cool. Yeah. Someone's got to do it. I mean, it's kind of a lot of logistic, logistical. Something stuff. like that. Pay well, or was it all? No, volunteer? it was volunteer. Volunteer. Yeah, yeah. I just love doing it, and you meet tons of really cool people and. You meet passionate people, and you know I was young and hungry and in college and wanted to make a difference. So sometimes it is about the experience, you know. When you yeah. network and yeah, you get yeah. some really cool experience. That's awesome. Totally, yeah, that was yeah. fun. So your interior design—that's um, that's what you're on now. Yep. We had a good conversation about just kind of what was it—the wall you hit. I oh, would yeah. love to hear. You want to hear more about I want that? everyone to hear about yeah. how that went. So, um, I, I guess I should start by saying people think interior design is what a decorator does, but that's not, that's what a, de a decorator uh, does, like, decorates the, an existing structure. A designer actually designs the structure. So it's architecture and engineering and civil engineering and, like, construction, all of that stuff. That's really more what I do. Um, and I've been doing it for a while now and I sort of became I became a general contractor so I sort of did like design build type stuff um, and it was very it's a very challenging it's a very challenging job right um, because you know everybody watches HGTV they think oh well, I want a designer but no one's willing to pay for it right and HGTV like tells people that they can do a bathroom remodel in 48 hours for $5,000. And like, yeah, if all the laborers and materials are donated and you have three crews standing by to work 24 hour shifts, then yeah, you can have it done. Sure. <laughs> so like you're up against that all the time, you know, you're up against, um, the DIY thing is a big problem. Yeah. 
um, because, you know, f I can't remember if it was Lowe's or Home Depot, but one of them had this, like, this uh, slogan that was like, you can do it, we can help. Yeah. And that's not actually true. <laughs> like, not true at all. Oh, no, they, they, they can help, they can, but you cannot do it. Right. Well, I used to laugh. <laughs> I used to laugh, Tyler, because, and it's, I don't mean to pick on men, but I'm going to, men would love to take me into their master baths, right? And they'd be like, I tiled this shower. I tiled this bathroom. And Damn the it. first thing I would say is, I can tell. <laughs> you know, but they were so proud of it. And I was like, oh, you know, how many weekends did you spend doing that? And Okay, so, uh, so this is going to hurt me a little. I tiled that kitchen. I know you and did. And the bathroom. Yes. And I and did the hardwood. <laughs> I know. And he can tell. And I can tell. <laughs> but but I, I'm, not saying, I'm not saying that it can't be serviceable. It's just if you want that, like, high-end, you know construction look it has to be done by people who do it all well, day you pay the professional right, right? Yeah. you know like i yeah. had i had professional landscapers come in and do my yard i could i could have dropped some dirt and put some grass seed down and made my yard made a yard exactly but i wanted it to look good you exactly know? and i know that my skill set is not anywhere close to allowing it to yeah. look good so yeah. i hired somebody do it all day. exactly yeah. i mean Brian, I am the least handy man on the West Coast. I just learned like three years ago what a Phillips head screwdriver was. Like, I don't know. You don't want me up on the ladder. I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm going to tell you, okay, like the, the truss needs to do this with the beam. Like, I know what's happening with the gang nail, but I'm not going to put it in. Right. I don't know how to do that. Right. You know, like that. These, these hands are soft. You know, they're staying that way. I'm good. Good. I need them soft. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Anyway, um, so I was really actually relieved when COVID came around, when everything shut down, because I'd been, I'd been working so hard and so uh, fast for so long that I was really tired. And I was really grateful to like just not do anything for a while, you know? And I started to work on like the back end of the business, like cleaning up the books and the marketing, all the stuff I'd never actually had a chance to get to. I got to it. And... And that was nice, but unfortunately, all the business dried up. So I was like, oh, well, that's the other side of that problem. So things started to pick up um, towards the end of the year again, uh, 2020. And then on December 7th, I got COVID along with my trim carpenter and his assistant. We got it at the same time. And um, it lasted for almost 60 days. And I almost died just right around New Year's. And... Um, I couldn't breathe for three days. I couldn't lift my phone from my, like right here to my knee to call 911 because I needed to be intubated and I just couldn't get there. Um, meanwhile, the other two, like you could, everyone gets it differently and you could tell like they had the different symptoms than I did. Some had the fevers, I didn't. Um, and I had, uh, I got three of those rashes where like it creates these bubbles and it fills with blood and really sorry to gross out your listeners but um it was really horrible and it triggered basically three rounds of that um it's an autoimmune response kind of like shingles um, but the fda at that time had said you know there are three rashes and now i think there's like six and i had like three of them and the other guys got two of them and um so by the end of january they bumped me to the front of the vaccination line and that triggered it again. And by then I'd had some cognitive damage and I was having word choice problems and you stop sleeping altogether. And, 
you know, they're starting to see things like lesions on brains and like there's there's a whole host of things. You know, I'm involved in the study, um, but like I am the data, right? Five years from now, we're going to have amazing data, but right now there's it's just they're still collecting it. It's yeah. still right. and it's right. and it's a virus. It's going to mutate. Oops. You know, it's it's going to mutate. So. Right. There'll be Epsilon and all the other versions of this thing. So after that, you know, I started to work again. And um, I, rem I found myself sitting in meetings and watching, like I s would stop listening and I would start watching people's mouths, like say the words. And I was like, I don't care about this. I don't, I don't care. Like n not in a bitter way, but just... I don't have the the bandwidth. And I kept saying to people, like, I think I'm 20% less intelligent than I was before because I fundamentally feel like a different person. And people who have long COVID do feel that way. But I also think, and this is not proven and is not diagnosed, but I also think that I've become ADD and I wasn't before. So my attention span has decreased a lot, which is a problem when you're looking at blueprints, right? Like you yeah. need to be very detailed in everything that you do. And I, I had such a hard time focusing and I realized like, oh my God, I don't think I care anymore. Damn. Like I just don't, I don't think that I have... Whatever it was that I had that made me care before, I'm not sure that I do now. And I started to feel for my clients. And I was like, they deserve someone who cares. You know, they deserve someone to show up for this intensive, like, expensive process. And um, so I started to fire some of my clients. That's not a real word. But, like, I started to give them to people that could handle them better. Which is, you know, which is a great businessman move you know if you're sitting there and you're feeling like you know what i can't give you what i feel like you deserve this person yeah. can that is way better than just shoving your way through it to do it that's kind of thank you for saying that yeah. it was it's you know you have to sort of put your ego aside and be like this is what's best for them you know and well that, and that's rare that's rare in the world of business too man it's like somebody who actually has morals and ethics in, in yeah, their job you. Man. so so that's impressive that's mm. actually quite impressive man i i applaud you for that that's, thank that's, you you know you build a lot of trust with your clients that way i'm sure thank yeah. you I, I i definitely tried and i i held on to the ones that um were a bit more easygoing a bit easier to please not so uh they didn't need as much hand holding um because, you know, you have to think of this business. It's really intense. You're dealing with two of the most important pillars of a person's life, which is their money and their house, right? Yeah. Like, when you're messing with those two things, people get upset, and yeah. rightfully so. Right. Right? right? Rightfully so. So I wanted to be, you know, I just wanted to be more respectful of that. And uh, so then those, those projects started to end, and um, I started to realize that I wanted... I wanted to take myself in a different direction. I mean, I, I always need to be close to design because I've been in it for a long time and I love it. And it's just, you know, my mission here on this planet is to bring beauty into the world. That's why I'm here. And I don't ever want to be too far away from that. Well, but. yeah, I saw your house. <laughs> we'll get into that later. Holy shit. Uh, it was the most magnificent. Oh. Like, I'm walking in and there's shininess everywhere. 
you got to come over to his house. I can't explain it. My explanation will not do it justice. I was seriously just awestruck. I'm walking through this guy's house. It was insane. Oh, Anyways, continue and uh, we'll get back to that. No, thank you. Um, and I started thinking, like, how can I be, how can I continue to be part of this community, but also removed from the sort of day-to-day combat, right? And I, I've always loved school. I've always loved, and I thought, maybe I'll go back to grad school. And so I started thinking about that and looking into it and talking to other grad schools. And so there's a degree called a Master's of Interior Architecture, which is, it's the terminal degree. There is no PhD. Like, that is the top. And there's like 10 schools in the whole planet who offer it. So I started looking into it, and like, there's none even in Washington, for example. Um, So I I was going to... I'm going to apply to the one at ASU in Tempe, Arizona, um, which is a fantastic... No, does that require you to move, or is that an online... Do you, they have, an you online? have to go. You have yeah, to you have person. to go. You can't work. It's three years. Like, you're in it. You know, there's no... Gotcha. You're, you're in it. And they were super, they're super excited. It's a small cohort. There's like 13 people. They have 13 places. Um, so I was talking about this, and, you know... Of course, people want to tell you, like, oh, my God, you know, you're 48 years old. Do you really want to take out loans? Do you really want to do that? And I was like, I'm going to be 52 anyway. Like, why don't I do something that makes me happy? Right. Why don't I do spend my time feeding my brain? You know, because that's something that I can handle. I was always good at school. You know, and I like it. I like the structure. And I don't have to dictate the structure. Because, right. you know, when you run your own business... The buck stops with you. You work in your business, and then all that time you're not in the business, you're working on your business, right? You're doing, you're building your website and search engine optimization, and having photography done, and doing marketing, and doing events. And it's like, I'm tired. Like, I just don't have that level of energy anymore. Well, man. you know, I, I like to kind of, what, what you're saying, I like to wrap into the gym. Gym's kind of my life. I kind of put everything towards it, right? So I feel like, the way you're talking about it is going to lit to a lifting gym by yourself, writing your own programming, getting yourself there, doing all the steps. You can skip whatever you want, whatever. It's all on you, and it's hard to do. It's hard. Or some people appreciate, like when I go to kickboxing, it's one hour. He's like, this is what we're doing. Yep. All right, next, this is what we're doing. And you know, sometimes I'm just like... This is fucking awesome because I don't even have to think. Yep. I just do the things, right? Like, yep. and then an hour, I'm like, oh, we're done. Yeah. Sweet. I get to go home, right? Whereas in in the regular gym, I'm the one who dictates everything. So if I feel slothy, it's gonna take me a while. I I've worked with a personal trainer for over ten years, not the same ones, but like because if I don't have skin in the game, I'm not gonna go. I'm just not that motivated. But when I know that I'm paying for it and I like them and they're going to work my ass, like, I go. You know, I, there were years there where I missed, like, three sessions in three years. Like, I'm, I am, oh. and I go four times a week. So, like, I totally get it because there's someone there saying, you're going to do this. Right. And then I do it. I do what I'm told. But if I'm the one who has to do the telling, I'm screwed. And that's what I've figured out about myself is that whatever... I don't know what the word is for that, but that drive, I don't have that anymore. Gotcha. That kind of left the building yeah. Yeah. after COVID. And it's like, okay, well, then someone else tell me what to do, and I'll just do it. Right. Right. And, you know, that's, 
a lot of people get upset um, about that kind of mentality or whatever. They want to always be the motivated... Beast mode? Yeah, the alpha, the, the one, right? Uh, the one in charge and all that stuff. But sometimes it is nice to just fucking be told what to do. Now, that's not 100% my style. Yeah. I'm 30. Mostly not either. Right? That's <laughs> what I'm saying. Yeah, me neither. But, but at the same time, in some aspects, like kickboxing, I'm not going to go train me how to do that. There's no fucking way. That is a life or death situation sometimes. Sure. You know, people die in those fucking kickboxing matches. I'm not going to train me to do that. Lifting, I can get me fucking strong. I've been doing it long enough. Yeah. If I would have known that I would have been able to probably double my strength by now if I had a trainer, I probably would have done that. Yeah. You know, like, live and you learn. I still have that motivation where I want to do That's all awesome, shit, man. Right? But sometimes it's not there for things. Yeah. And I also think I, I also think it's not linear. Like sometimes it goes and then it comes back. Right. Right? Like depending on life circumstances and you know, I don't know, brain chemicals or who who knows what, right? Like right. but there are just periods, you know, how old are you? Thirty seven. Okay, so you get it. Like you go through periods where you have your you've got game and then you have no mojo at all. Right. And you're like Well, well there's there's a lot of things too, like you're talking you know, like maybe I want to, but I don't know how to get there, right? Like I don't yeah. know how to set up the gym regimen, right? right? So I have to rely on somebody. And if I if I go and I try and figure it out, I'm gonna fail miserably, right? Yeah. And it may not be that I don't want to, but it, it might be just I just don't know how to get there, right? And and the figuring it out is too complicated for me to figure out. Right. So yeah. so I have to like, go. I have to go yeah. find somebody, and I have to, and I'm relying on somebody to tell me what to do. And I'm trusting. Well, it's already going to be like harder gonna, for you at being 37 to start building that kind of strength. Right. It's already going to be tough. Now, do you want to start at the very beginning, or do you want someone who knows what the fuck they're doing just getting you where you yeah. need to be? Well, and, sure, yeah. sure. Like, okay, you know how to do this, or you're at this stage. You know, we're not at we're not at math 94. We're going to start you out, and you know. Pre-algebra, right? When go. you go to school, whatever it is, you know, you know, you have somebody, you have a professional there that knows and can right. put yeah, you and, in a position to be successful. I agree, and I think you make we make our we're always going to make mistakes, but they can help us avoid the dumb ones. Right. You know what I mean? Like, they'll be like, you, you don't want to do that because you'll blow out your knee. And then I'm like, oh, I, I like my knees. Yeah. I would like to not blow them out. Yeah. I so had, I'm going to listen to you. I had a dude who uh, would I would never wear wraps on my knees or strap or anything. Mm. And he's like, oh, why, why not? And I'm like, well, because that's pussy shit, right? Like, that adds shit on your lift or whatever, right? Like, And he's like, oh, well, um, what exercise do you do to build your knees? And I'm like, what? He's like, yeah, you just destroy your fucking knees. That's all that happens. Until you get older, yep. you're just destroying yep. them. There's no way to make a knee stronger. Yeah. So, how long you want to do this? You know what I mean? Yep. Well, Protect your knees and shoulders. <laughs> Always. Yeah, I got some fucking wraps. All right, thank yeah, you. Exactly. I really need Yeah, but, but I've, I respond well. I've always responded well to coaching of any kind. I have a spiritual coach. I've got a financial coach. I've got a physical coach. God knows I've had a mental coach. Like, I respond well to it because I like guidance. Does that mean I follow them to the letter like they're a cult leader? No. Right. It just means like they're giving me good guidance and I can choose to follow it or not. And I, I like that word you're using, guidance. Guidance. Because right? there is a big difference in just being a straight follower or yeah. getting guidance when necessary. You know, there, yeah. there's a huge difference. There are people who I feel like can't 
live their day-to-day life without someone telling them what to do all day. Yeah. What clothes right? to wear, what, yeah, when to fill up the car with gas, what, all that stuff, right? Exactly. It's mindless. You know? Right. Yeah. And it's, that's, that's a tough way to be, man. Those people, they're, they're hard, you know? Well, and the way I kind of explain it, um, the lines on the road, right? Are those 100% necessary? No, because everyone kind of knows you stay on the right, you stay on the left, blah, blah, blah. But then you got that piece of shit who doesn't understand, and it's like, well, but I want to drive on the left. You know what I mean? It's like, this isn't London, bro. You know, like, fucking... So they had to put fucking lines, because these assholes don't understand unless they're told, arrow turn right. Right turn only. You know? Like, if you go straight, you'll crash. You know? Like, fuck, man. Red light. Please stop. Warning labels are there because somebody did something stupid. That's right. That's why we're not allowed to have nice things. (laughs) But I was just telling you during dinner, like, I got into it with my trainer on Friday. Because he was having me do something I wasn't comfortable doing. I mean, we weren't yelling and screaming or anything, but I was like... I'm not comfortable doing this. And, you know, he he laid out exactly why. And it was all very, you know, uh, what's the word? Logical. and But I did not feel comfortable doing it. And I was like, listen, I hear what you're saying. and And I respect your knowledge around this. And I'm not saying that you're wrong. I'm just saying that I'm afraid to do this. I'm not comfortable doing this. So can we, can we work up to this? Right. And, he didn't particularly like that response, to be honest with you. Right. And he pushed back, and then I pushed back, and like it, it kind of turned into a little bit of a thing. And in all the time we've been together, we never had a fight like that. So it was like we talked about it again uh, today, yesterday, and he was like, "Hey, are you still upset over Friday?" And I was like, "No, you're just wrong." <laughs> it's okay to be wrong. It's okay. It's all right, right. to be wrong, yeah. and you are. So, but. But again, it goes back to like it's not mindlessly drinking the Kool Aid. Right. It's just like that piece of it. It may be excellent advice, but it doesn't work for me. Right. And that's okay. And and if you know that, and you're willing to step up for it, whereas the other type of people that I'm talking about would have just did it because he said so and then hurt themselves. Yeah, which I've done that too. Right. I've I mean, done that too. Right. Live and learn. I'm sure right you there. probably run into that too in your job too, where people are you're you're suggesting something or you're building something and somebody doesn't like it, but you know, there's some pushback or something, oh, yeah. or or they blindly follow and then they don't like it, and then all of a sudden they're mad and they're like, "Oh, this yeah. is the stupidest idea in the world. Why did I? Why did I agree to yeah, this?" I and wanted it round, not square. Exactly. Why didn't you say something? Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so, <laughs> well, you're absolutely right, and I have. There are you know three, four. So designers don't like working. I'm letting the secrets out. Uh oh. <laughs> designers don't like working with four types of people: lawyers. Because they want to change your business model, like in the contract. Accountants, because they want to see every receipt, which they do not have the right to. Engineers, because... I don't know anybody who likes engineers. That's that's madness. My dad was a nuclear physicist, and so I have respect for anybody who has a brain like that. But don't ever hire a designer or an architect. Just stay at home. (laughs) <laughs> just be happy with what you got. Yeah, just 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 do that. And uh, anybody really, believe it or not, one of the DIYers aren't that much of a problem because they don't generally hire me. But there's always somebody like, oh, my uncle's in drywall. 
Uh-oh. And so once they know drywall, they think they know everything about everything. And this is how you can pour a foundation. And this is how to use insulation. And this is how to use T4. And this is how you should hang drapery. And it's just like, I think you need, you just need to have a nice hot cup of shut the fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> we should be allowed glass. to say that to people. You know that. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I know that you mean well, but... But I'm hearing a lot of this, and I need to hear this. Seriously, yes. just go sit in the corner and leave me alone. Let yeah. me do my job. Yeah, and, and and how do you communicate that effectively without being an asshole? Like, I'm not sure that I've ever quite figured that out, because it's something that I don't do. So, well, there's some, some, some things require that. Yeah. And it does suck, but it's the same thing as, like, being the parent who has to be the bad parent. Somebody's got to tell that fucking kid he can't do that. Right? Right, right? Somebody has to. And that kid's not going to like that. But you know what? I don't want him to die. You know? So, yeah. like, here you go. Yeah. This is what's going to happen. Because you keep yelling at me like that, you're going to die. That's fair. <laughs> I mean, but it's the same thing in real estate. I mean, I'll show somebody a house. They fucking love it. Next time they come in with their in-laws, right? Or their, or their mom and dad. Or dad that's been in contractor or did real estate in Connecticut or whatever the fuck. They walk through and they're just like, I don't like this. I don't like that. I don't like this. Yep. It's a fucking house. Mm-hmm. It's not brand new. It's like 1960s house. You're not going to get everything you want. Right. It's, you didn't build the house. Yeah. Right. And even if you build the house, you're probably not going to get everything you want. Right. Because right? <laughs> few people have that kind of budget. <laughs> yeah. And I designed an entire kitchen once. And this thing, it was like... This woman's favorite color was forest green, and we had, like, forest green glazed Moroccan tile. I mean, this thing was pimp. It was gorgeous. And it looked like a, like a forest glade in the middle of the house. Like, it would have been bonkers and bananas. And then she showed it to her daughter. And you know what her daughter goes? No, Mom, you can't have green tile on the wall. And then it just turned into like a gray and white kitchen like everybody in America has. And I was, I just was like, why would you do that? Like, why would you take this beautiful thing that you want and you approved and show it to your daughter and then take her opinion because, because she stoked some fear that you might have? And that's exactly what happens. And it's horrible. This also happens with mother-in-laws. Mother's-in-law. Sorry. Mothers-in-law? Mothers-in-laws. Mother-in-laws. Yeah. Anyways. Mother-in-law. Mother-in-law. Yeah. So so there's... That's a problem as well. And, you know, like, my business is a really personal one. We spend a lot of time figuring out, like, what's inside you. You know, what... you don't want to know what's inside (laughs) you. But, but, like, say, say we were designing a gym. You know, I've done one before, and it's like... What colors make you feel powerful? What's the lighting like? Like, what murals do you want on the wall? What type of flooring? Do you like sound suppression? Do you like it super air-conditioned? Like, everybody's going to have a different answer to that. And you have to cater to those things, right? I didn't even think about that kind of shit. I'm going to build a gym in my in my house once we move on, right? But, like, what color makes you feel powerful? the fuck it's color theory man <laughs> no i mean yeah. i get it but i was like right as soon as you said that i was like what color does make me feel powerful yeah. <laughs> see you know, I, if you think about it if you're a power <laughs> lifter like you are like 
Is the floor are the floor joists strong enough to drop weights? Right. Or is it going to just drop through right into Far the basement? Into the like, right. how many people don't I think about concrete. that? Yeah, yeah. You, right. Yeah. Like, yeah. And, and do you need some bounce so that it doesn't? You know, so that your Absolutely. weights are safe. All of those things need to be because an Olympic lifter is going to need something different than right. somebody who does Pilates. Right. Like the whole thing has to be different. Or do you need to? Do you need to make it so both can be in the same room right right like it's a very personal business absolutely and so you really get inside people and you, you sort of tweeze out like what is it that they really want you know and actually i've actually found that men are a lot easier with that type of thing than women women have a lot of um and this is probably very sexist of me it's just my experience okay. but a lot of women sort of it seems like they care what other people think and it's like the men sort of don't a lot of the time. Um, and, and I always get really uncomfortable because I'm like, well, we can impress the neighbors if you want. But do you care about that? Because like, I just want to impress yeah. you. It's, it's funny because, like, you know, I'm thinking as, as you're talking, I'm thinking, you know, absolutely. Like, my garage is my space, right? right. And, and my wife with the house, like, like, everything's all about showing the house to other people. Yeah. And, like, See? like, when I'm in the garage, I'm like... That's not going to work because I can't put my bow right there, right? Yeah. Or I can't park my motorcycle right here. So this space isn't going to work for me. I need to redo something here. It's very much like, what is best for me? And how is it going to interact with me? How am I going to interact with exactly. this And I don't give a shit about what the neighbor thinks about where my motorcycle's at as long as that works for me. Right. It, it, there's a whole, there's a whole, I cannot remember the name of the researcher, but um, basically said that women will often do or remodel their living room and kitchen first because it's the the thing that most people see and men it's the bedroom in the garage because that's where they feel the most comfortable right like isn't that interesting that is hilarious. because yeah. they don't care that other people are going to see their you know and obviously we're generalizing right well, honestly, like, who the fuck's going in my room right? you know what i mean but <laughs> exactly but you're right I want my room sexy as fuck because yeah. that's my shit. And then you'll get to the other yeah. rooms, right? <laughs> Any room that I'm naked in, I want to be amazing. Exactly. I'm down with yes. that. <laughs> I may have been naked in my garage a few times. I'm just saying. That's what I'd like the garage. It's yeah. my office. Except mine has a glass you door. You think I do? Fuck okay. <laughs> it. I saw the I saw the the snow glaze on it or the smoke. Yeah, on yeah, it. yeah, yeah. I'm not saying that sometimes I dance the seven veils in front of it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yep. But. Anyway, I don't know how we got on this, but it's it, design is a really personal thing, right. and that also makes it tiring, right? Right when you when you are connecting with people for that, and it's long. You know, when I'm with someone, it's like a year, two years. Projects take a long time. Wow. They're long term, deep relationships, and just like any deep relationship, they're not always great. You fight, you argue, you disagree. You know, and like. I'm not the sort of person who's just going to tell you what you want to hear. I'll be like, this is a terrible idea, and this is why. Which is good. Yeah. That's why we're paying you. Right. But that that's ostensibly why people pay me, but then they're like, no, I really want this on the floor. And it's like, if you do that, you're all going to die. Because <laughs> <laughs> I can kill you. Yeah. Like, you're literally going to die. So it's just an interesting thing. So anyway, I think I'm answering your question still. Um, I want to go back to school. Yes. And I, I think I want to teach. Okay. I think I want to. I think I want to teach design because 
I love being around people who are learning and I, I think that I have something to say and I think I have a point of view and I love, I just love school and I love watching people bloom. I like watching people learn stuff for the first time. You, you know that moment when you, you're learning a new concept and all of a sudden it's like the matrix and you take the right pill and it all makes sense. Everything kind of comes together. Yeah. And you really, you really bloom. Like you almost, you, you yeah. gravitate towards it, right? You almost fall in love with it. You're like, yeah, this is yes. awesome and I want to share this. Yes. Know? And in, des in design, I have the pleasure of that happening to me all the time because let's say I'm working with like a, you know, somebody who makes architectural metal. I'll go to their workspace and they will explain their whole process to me yes. and I get to see how all that's done and whether they're weaving carpet or whatever it's happening. So I get to have that all the time. I saw you with that guy making those fucking tables. Oh, pouring the acrylic. Oh, that was yeah. so cool. You've done the acrylic tables? Oh, that's cool, man. Yeah. That's neat. I mean, I, I have a guy who does it. I, yeah. Again, you don't I, want I me doing that. When you say that, yeah, he was like, just pouring the shit in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> I don't make anything. <laughs> soft hands. Maybe. Oh, man. Soft, yeah, yeah right. soft hands. They do all the... No, I see the videos yeah. on that side. I always, I, that's like, that's one of those skills that I'm always, I'm like, oh man, I, that would be cool to learn how to do that. Yeah. Yeah. That I, is you know. all that that guy does for me. He has a giant, he actually um, bakes wood. Like he, he has a giant kiln that right. he dries wood for people. But he has this side business of making these tables. And, you know, they're like $10,000. Yeah. I mean, they're very, very expensive. And he does beautiful work. And I love him. I love his wife. I love his kid. And like, they're just... These people are artisans, right? And they're just up in the hills, like, hiding in a hovel up there. Actually, he's got a big house. I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> he sells, he sells $10,000 tables. I mean, I'm sure he, he's he, all right. I, I'm so happy for them. And when I meet people like that, like, they're artists. Right. They just happen to make money. I mean, I know? gotta say, some of the most interesting, fantastic human beings that I've ever met are artists. And I mean, some of them... They just do one thing and they're fucking phenomenal at it. There's others that do like ten different things. Are they done with one? Probably not. But they're still working on all of it, right? But every single thing you can see their passion and their love for what they're doing in it. And it just, man. And I think that's true for any business. Have you ever had like a, a trainer who's super into like working out? No. And they're just, they're, like if you give them pom-poms, they're going to do it. You know what I'm saying? They're just going to get up there. I've and never like, had one like that. Oh, I don't think I've ever had. I've had it's two magic. coaches in my life. And yeah. that's it. One I saw once a week. Um, and then one I saw like, uh, I didn't even see him. He just wrote programming for me. He just sent it to me. And it was ridiculous. It was stupid. Like every, I'm getting a brand new bar for every fucking lift. And I'm doing the same shit, but a brand new bar. Now this one has changed. This one rubber band. Like. Can we fucking make it consistent here? You know, anyway, it, it's those heart to heart conversations where you sit down with them, and before you even get to any of that stuff, like you're having an hour, two hour conversation about like what do you want and why do you want this, right? And and like really just uncovering the truth, which is really uncomfortable. Yeah, I've cried in front of my trainer three times, and not just like, like I mean like horizontal tears, you know, like. <laughs> Like the hysterics, like, ah, you know, that one. Because he said something or done, and like, it's just caused these conversations. And like, I feel very close to him. I still want to punch him in the throat. That's okay. Because he's mean. Yeah. Okay, it works. <laughs> Whatever works for you. That's awesome. But, but it's, 
we have a very personal relationship and he's very passionate about helping people. He's just now starting to get into uh, uh, TikTok, maybe. Oh, okay. Like, right. he's making videos. He's a young guy. He's like I thought 24. you were going to say keto. I was like, no, 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 no. No. <laughs> no, he's a big Ukrainian dude. He's all about the food. Fuck yeah. So, but. The borscht. Yeah. Yeah. But just, just watching him grow. Yeah. You know, and like, watching him connect with people, it's 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 pretty magical. Right. So I just want to connect with him in a different way now, man. I just, yeah. I don't, you know, what's that famous saying? If you do what you've done, you're going to get what you've gotten. Ooh, I like, you know? I like that. Yeah. And I just don't want to keep doing the same thing. Like, I'm not getting any younger. You know, I'm going to be 49 in six months. Like, I want, I'm ready for the, what's next piece that, what you know, the next piece. And I don't know, people keep saying, God, you're so courageous for doing it. I don't feel like I have a choice. Right. Otherwise, I'm going to jump off one of the most one of our lovely bridges that we have here in the Portland area. <laughs> we'll do that. <laughs> Jam but, up traffic on I five. Yeah, so that's yeah. fucking bullshit. <laughs> yeah. Have you? Ever, have you? I'm sorry. No, no. Have you? I would just fight a bear. D- fight a bear. Yeah, there you yeah. go. Yeah, there you go. Unless you're going out on top. <laughs> yeah. Gonna have the claw marks. Have you ever had a coach? I mean, I've had like a baseball coach, a sports coach. You know, played sports yeah. growing up and stuff. Um, my dad. I mean, my dad was always. Uh, really involved until you know i was in my late 20s probably uh, in fact i still go to him for advice i've gone to you know we're we're my, me and my dad have a troubled relationship but mm-hmm. i've uh, um we've connected re- reconnected here over the last probably two or three years and uh started to get more advice from him he's probably my biggest coach i'm i very much lock a lot of shit inside you know okay uh for for as far as like coaching and stuff you know <laughs> so oh, it's hard sometimes you know to get to yeah. get a lot of stuff out but uh um yeah i mean probably probably sports i it, the my my buddy over at uh bob sporting goods he's a, he's an awesome coach for my bow i mean he teaches me shooting techniques and stuff oh cool like talks to me about different stuff i mean i don't spend like hours at the range with him i'll just be going over something he's like hey dude have you tried doing this and yeah. then I'll take that home, and then I'll, I'll, I'll shoot for you know two hours, like trying out whatever it was he suggested, and, and process it. Yeah, like how I can and, add it in and learn, you know, or yeah, but yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I think you know, I think one of the best moments, and it happened right around how old are you? Thirty. Yeah, I was a little bit older than you when I realized, like, I decided to just push my ego out of the way and start viewing everyone as a teacher. Right, Ooh. like view everyone that you meet as a teacher. Right, because it and, doesn't have to be a great lesson. Well, and also those negative lessons are yeah. also important because let's say you meet someone and they're a total asshole. The lesson is, well, I don't ever want to be like them. Yeah, fuck right. That, so yeah. they've taught me something, and I, and once I like made that switch, I became teachable, and like I be, I became teachable in, in like every area of my life, and realized like I don't I don't have the answers. And quite, I actually said to a friend the other day, I was like, I am so much less intelligent now than when I was like 25, because back then I had all the answers. I had your answers and your answers and mine. And now I'm like, I don't know. Let me call someone more qualified. You know, and, and I get that a lot where a lot of people say I have a huge ego or I like, I'm a narcissist or all this other stuff when they're really mistaking that for confidence. And it's frustrating 
because I really tend to not have an. I try not to have an ego. Now I walk into a room and you're gonna fucking know I'm there. Yeah, but that doesn't right? mean you're a narcissist. Right. But 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 the thing is, I got like a T belt buckle. But right? you like. But you got presents. Right. So the the thing I'm getting at is that like, I am very confident at what I'm good at. But there is no fucking way if I don't know how to do something, I'm gonna tell you immediately I yeah. don't know how to do it. Right. You know. Yeah. So mm-hmm. what I'm good at, I am fucking phenomenal. Yes. At. But what I suck at, I'm gonna let you know right now. I'm not touching that electrical panel. And why? You know what I mean, and th- this is a good point. Why is it that men, in particular, have a hard time admitting they don't know something? I run into this in construction a lot. Oh yeah. Like, just tell me. When it's I, okay. When yeah. I run construction meetings, because I bar everyone from speaking in acronyms, that's first, right? Because they're like, oh, you got to replace the TRT with the ARC. And I'm like, no, 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 we're not going to do that. Because not everybody at the table understands what you're talking about. Right, right. But I will stop the meeting and be like, what does that mean? And then they answer and they say, well, what does that mean? And like, it takes, everyone rolls their eyes, but I don't care. Because I want to know. Right. But people, and it's not just men, a lot of people have this issue, but like, why is it so hard for people to admit they don't know something? Or How can wrong. you? Or they're wrong. Wrong's hard to... Or that's, yeah, that's... See, I think it's thing. worse to be wrong than it is to not know. You know, I, I, I don't... I, don't I kind know. of agree with you. Yeah. But well, I think... I that, feel like know, if like, you're wrong and you can admit that you fucked up... That's different yeah. than being wrong and still thinking you're right. Yeah. Well, and misleading somebody. Right. right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think we carry. I think men in general carry a lot of pride, and it's and it's hard. It's hard. We were, you know we've talked about this. I think a couple of times. It's hard to admit failure, and if you yeah. don't know, or or you know, you're almost admitting defeat or failure. You know, and it's almost like that. That mentality when you walk out, you step out on the front porch and you look at your neighbor's yard and his yard looks better than yours, and you're like, Oh, that son of a bitch, you know. And so you go and you go get the you go get the yard tools out and you let you know, you, you cut the lines in the grass and you mow it all perfect, you know, because you you gotta match that machismo, you know, you gotta match that that level. I think I don't know, I just whip my dick out and assert dominance. <laughs> well, yeah. That's just some what of us I aren't do. as lucky, okay? Wait, I saw saying, you it's huge. I saw you do that I'm just at saying, Starbucks. Wham, once. motherfucker, wham. <laughs> It's not. You probably can't even see it from there. But, but honestly, it's there. I think we carry. I think we carry a lot of pride. You know, I think that that's. I think I that, that, that's a lot of. I think that's a lot of it. And, I mean, and I think ego and pride. I mean, I don't know how they interact, but a lot of it, like, I just have to push it out of the way because it's not going to be helpful to me. Yeah. You right. know, otherwise, I'm not going to be teachable. I'm going to think I know everything. I'm going to think I know how to do everything, and it's like, well, no. There are some things I know. Some things I don't. But on pride, I do got to throw this in there just to make sure that everyone's clear on it. There is a complete non-understanding, I don't fucking know, of pride itself, right? Now, being prideful is one thing. Being proud of accomplishing something else, that's okay. You know what I mean? Like finishing a project and being like, fuck yeah. We nailed that. You know what I mean? Or being proud of, of someone that you maybe you taught. Totally. Right? Like so there's 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 a use for almost everything I wanna say, except for ego. Because I mean ego I feel like there's a big difference between ego and confidence that people don't understand. Yep. You know, because ego, you just think you're the shit no matter what. Like you could be shitting on the floor and think that's the sexiest shit ever. But mm-hmm. if I shit right next to that shit, my shit's gonna be sweet. You know what I mean? Like, 
I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That was a weird example. <laughs> no, but I kind of get it. Though. <laughs> Big, con- confidence, depending on who's doing the delivering, can look like egotism, right? right. I mean, and it, it's a fine line for everybody. You know, I don't. But be, I, but, have, but carrying a lot of pride and being proud are also you know can look very much the same. Yeah. You know? And uh, so it's like being, you could be proud of where you come from and who you absolutely, are and absolutely. all that other stuff mm-hmm. without having that pride be demeaning to others well detrimental to your own you know yep. your own self too right. yeah absolutely what's interesting is in in my line of work like i deal with a lot of like super macho butch like straight dudes right i mean you just do it's part of that business the construction right. and like i find them as a group to be totally fascinating because because if you get them away from everybody else and you have a conversation with them, you're going to make a really good friend. You know, it's when other people are around, it's when they're comparing lawns, right? Right. That there's like this, this thing that happens. I don't know if it's competition. I don't know what it is, but it's, it's different. I have a dear friend. I'm not going to name him, but he's a, he's a really excellent general contractor. And like, like I'm his gay husband and like, I know his wife, (laughs) you know, like really, really well, but he's like, you're mine. You know, like you're, you're mine. Like who, who are you cheating on me with? Like who else are you building with? And he'll, he'll kind of like grill me on. I'm like, Hey man, like we're not exclusive. (laughs) This is an open relationship. (laughs) You know, like it's really kind of funny. I love him to pieces, but like, he's a super like, you know, backwards baseball hat wearing, Meat eating, scotch drinking, golf playing kind of dude, you know. And I, I all those things are bad. Not, <laughs> none of them are bad at all. It's right. just he fits that stereotype, right. right? And there's nothing wrong with it. Right. I got a ton of friends like him, but I kind of think it's a little cute. You know, he's cute. It's a little cute oh, that he's cute. like that because oh, okay. he sort of started to be a little bit. I was going to start being jealous here. No, no, no! Don't be jealous. <laughs> I got you, boo. But he. You know, he like he would call and be like, "So what are you working on?" And I'm like, "Oh, I'm doing such and such a project with this contractor." And he's like, "Why? Why aren't you doing that with me?" And I'm like, "Cause I'm an asshole." Like I didn't even know what to say. Like, but anyway, I don't know. Men are funny. Men are fucking crazy. Women are crazy too. Need none of our brains. I feel like men and women brains are definitely on different spectrums. But at the same time, there's like a thousand different directions each yeah. brain goes, right? Yeah. Like, you can have crazy people yeah. in any, anything and just finding the right people to surround yourself with. Yeah. And the right people to surround myself with aren't going to be the same like with you, you know what I mean? Mm. Well, you're the right person for me to, you know, you guys yeah. are good for me, right? But like having those people in my life that just fucking suck all the energy out and give nothing back. The that vampires. Kills. Yeah, man. Oh, those people are tough. Those yeah, people are tough. They're, oh. I think, you know, one of the things I've learned is is I shut those people off pretty quick now. I used to be like, like I feel like I was like the the bright light that attracted those people. You yeah. Know, like, oh, yeah. man, what is, what is going on, you know? And, and uh, <laughs> I think you, you figure it out. You get tired. Well, but it, it's hard. I mean, like, one of the biggest you're saying vampires um is my mom right i mean so like sometimes she's upset she'll call me fucking screaming and yelling about whatever the fuck 
she's also my accountant, which probably was a terrible idea because <laughs> she's like, fucking Subway again? You know what I mean? Like, but I'm, then I'm like, okay, mom, I'll be there in 20 minutes. Let's chat about this Subway. Right? I go over there. It's not about fucking Subway, and I know that, but she wants to yell at me for about 10 minutes about fucking Subway. Sure. Go for it. All right, Mom, now that you're done with that, what's really wrong? <laughs> because first of all, I can afford Subway. You know what I mean? Second of all, like, you're not mad at me. You just wanted me over here to help you vent. You know what I mean? And it's really hard because, like I'm saying, most of those people, there's vampires, I will kick you right in the dick and send you on your way. But this is my mom. What's your mom? You know what I mean? I'm like, fuck. So, like, like I go over and do it. You know what I mean? I just, all right, go for it. Like, whatever you got to say, go for it. And then by the end of it, we're hugging and we're laughing and talking. That's always how it goes. But it fucking drains the shit out of me. And the other one, the other one's my wife, right? Like, like that's been going on for a long time. Where she just sucks all the shit out of me and then just fucking, and not in a good way. And, <laughs> yeah, that really doesn't happen a lot. Um, <laughs> but then she just, there's just nothing coming back, right? So the hard part is, my mom's my mom. She gave birth to me. That, there's no change in that, mm. right? The wife part, uh, I mean, some people need to be kicked in the dick and sent down the road, right? Like, I mean... And that's the hard part, is we, we got in a big argument the other day about, she's like, well, if you actually loved me, then why would you not want to be together? And I'm like, me loving you has nothing to do with me not wanting to be with you. Because I'll, I'll always love you. You're, you're the mother of my children. You were my wife for 13 years. I don't understand how you don't see that I'm going to love you forever. Right? But at the same time, like, I'm not getting what I need out of this, so you got to pack your bags. You know what I mean? And not like not like that, right? I'm trying to be civil. Actually, she made it very clear Monday that there's there will be no civility. Yeah. It's pretty frustrating that, like, we had a nice little chat, and, and she brought it into, uh, I'm ruining her life, I'm ruining the kids' lives. And, like, she's like, it doesn't matter if you're happy. It just matters if your kids and your wife are taken care of. That's all that matters. And I'm just like, damn, bro, like, this is like, the, that thought process is bullshit. Just because I'm the dude, I have to fucking yeah. suffer my entire life so you guys can be happy. Because it's 1968. I don't fucking know. Well, and it, there, it, it's also the culture thing, too, I, I think, you know, right? It's, it's huge. Uh, yeah. um, like we were kind of talking about earlier, the the, the idea of family is, is a lot different. Uh, in, yeah, in Western in, civilization. Exactly. Yeah. So, you know... Yeah, there's nothing easy about that. Yeah. I think at the end of the day, deep down in your soul, you know what the right thing to do is for you. Exactly. Because if Tyler's not happy, you can't give to anybody else, including your children. You can't pour from an empty cup. Right. So you've got to recharge. People get this wrong. If I just give and give and give, I'll be a good person. No, that's bullshit. You got to fill yourself up so that you can pour some off. Absolutely. Right. Like, and if if you're tapped out, and I know you are, yeah. You know, if you're tapped out, like, it's time to be nice to you. Yeah. Since no one else is. Yeah. Well, see, and that's the thing too. Like, like I keep going over, and I always feel so fucking bad that like. I just kind of talk shit, but like I always say, you know, everyone's like, oh, the world doesn't revolve around you. The world doesn't revolve around you. I live here. This is me, my brain. That's what I'm thinking with, you know, like all I see is my perspective. 
You know what I mean? And I try to put myself in other people's shoes and try and see, like, what I'm doing wrong, what I could do, all that other shit. But that's just not how this works. Some people just don't give a shit about anybody else but themselves. And that's just the way it is. And, you know, the fact that I, I found out that there will be no civility sucks. Because I know what I'm going to have to do is just get all the paperwork together and be like, bam, you're out. Like, here's all the fucking paperwork, sign that shit, get the fuck out of here. Because you don't want to be civil, I'm trying my hardest, and I'll never talk shit about her to my kids. I'm not going to be that fucking guy, right? I want them to love their mother because they should. Of course. But at the same time, I know she's going to be talking shit the whole fucking time that but she's over there. Can we just back up for a second? Tyler, in all the time I've known you, I've never heard you talk shit. Like, that's not you. Telling someone what's going on is not the same as talking shit. You don't do that. Right. I've never heard you do that. You'll tell a story and you'll you'll say like the facts as you see them. Right. Right? But you don't talk shit. You don't badmouth people. That's, that's, that's not, not you. the way to live, man. It's not right. I've yeah. never heard you do that. Yeah, I, I ended up uh with a ton of respect for my mom. Um because single child, right? Uh or only child with a single mother. Not one time did she talk shit about my dad, who she fucking hated and i ended up hating as well because i found out who he is and what he is right but as a kid it's your dad he's your fucking hero he's he's the dude right like and so you respect him and you don't want to hear anybody talk shit my mom would never ever say a bad thing about him now that i'm older yeah well because we agree too (laughs) and you look at that situation and you think about the relationship you have with your mom like like people show their true colors like they will People will always shine the light that they that they hold within, right? right. And if your yeah. mom would have just ran her mouth and talked a bunch of noise, you would have really grown up resenting your mom and yeah. really hating your mom and really gravitating, trying to push enforce a relationship with your dad just to spite your mom because right. because of all the stuff that was going on. Yep. She let that she let those feelings naturally develop and she let naturally happen what was going to happen, and that's. Yeah. That's major, especially in this world, in, in Western civilization, and the, in, the, in the idea of family and how we treat, especially exes, um, today, yeah. man. That's that's really commendable. You that's know? a really good point. Yeah. About it the really exes. Is. Really, really good point. Well, it's hard because you see, you see all these fucking movies, and, I mean, you hear divorce, you think, fucking lawyers and custody battle and this and that. Why? It doesn't have, have to, to be, be that, that way. way. Yeah. I, I have exactly. I mean, yeah. I have my my son. His mom lives in Bremerton, huh. and and when we and we we've, we we split up when he was you know like four months old, and so he's he's memory wise he has never known us together. He's always known these two houses. When we first split up, it was really contentious. It was very hard. Uh, we have an awesome relationship now, and we work everything out. Mason, he lives with me in in uh, down here, but he goes to his mom's all the time, you right. know. And and she can she knows that she can call me on Friday and say, "Hey, can I have Mason for the weekend?" And I'm going to meet her. Of course. And I'm like, of course yeah. you can take Mason for the weekend. That's yes. co-parenting. That's what right. you do. That's, that's what, what you, you do. Have, that's what you have to right. do. It can work. It really can, and it it doesn't have to be. You don't have to. You don't have to. to well, my hate biggest each other. fear right. is, is I mean, all Sorry. the all the true colors have been shown, right? So now I'm concerned with is this going to end up like my marriage, 
where I'm going to be trying to be civil and trying to be nice the whole fucking time, and she's just going to try and take advantage of it. Well, you know there's, what I mean? there's a part of that, too, that you have to... I feel like you have to protect yourself Absolutely. at the same time because you're going to if you, if you're going to get run over if you don't you right. know if you don't set yourself up you can be nice and still protect yourself. I, so the plan you know, is to be nice, but like here's the boundary. I've seen you're not I've, going I've past seen that. it go I've seen it go bad too where Absolutely. where you know dad was just trying to be really nice and mom took everything and, um, just and mom destroyed him. Yeah, but you know my best friend and my best friend's dad he he tried to kill himself. Because of it, you know, he just wanted he wanted he wanted civility. He was like, I don't care, take what you want. Well, she took what she wanted, you know, and that was everything, and left him literally with nothing. It was like that part I don't understand either because you you shared this life with somebody and you guys mutually have built this life together. How can you? Because they're hurt. Doesn't make sense to me either. You know, like how you can totally just destroy somebody like that like like the the, the well, if you actually other love parents. somebody <laughs> i don't feel like that's ever gonna go away if you love your kids right you want your, kids. Kids, your kids especially i mean <laughs> you know? fuck, fuck the other person right if you actually care about your kids this should be co-parenting because i'm i'm their father and right. i always will be right you think i'm not gonna be in their life you got you're smoking crack Absolutely. you know what i mean if you want to fight over them I'm Italian. We got some good lawyers. You gotta, <laughs> you 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 gotta make sure that you enforce whatever boundary that is, right. the, whatever that line is. Because no as soon as, you, like, you have to remember the nature of what you're doing, right? Like, sep- you're creating a division, right? Right, and you got to remember that, that that that's the basis of it, and that just by na- its nature causes hurt, and people do crazy things. When they're hurt, like, right. try to take the other one because they think it's some sort of strike back, right? right? Like, you can't let it happen. You've got to defend yourself. Right. And any good attorney will tell you that. Right. And, then, you know, it, it's just, uh, that's the thing, too. Like, she's not working right now. She's doing the notary. She wants to go back to school um, for something else. That, that, that's, that's great. Fine. Right? But, like, that's that's no longer my problem. You know what I mean? Uh, I she always gets mad because I made her quit her job. I'm like, no, 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 no. You hated your job. I kept giving you options. You should do this. You can do this. You can do that. You can do this. Like all I wanted was for you to be happy. That's it. And I'm just really realizing there's no fucking thing in the world. Nothing. I could buy her a fucking yacht. She's still not gonna be happy. It's not the right color, right? You know, like because there's a hole in here. I, I can't. I'm not feeling it. 13 years of trying to fill that fucking hole and there is nothing that's going to fill that shit up and I just they're starting to tear one out of me you know what I mean and that's not fair it's too much it is it's, it's crazy it's gone on too long and you know it yeah yes so, yeah. oh absolutely yeah well the yeah. hard part is I mean you, you get to talking and, and you see a little bit of that why you fell in love again and like it's so confusing it's like a narcotic drip right like right. just drip Drip. Or we'll argue, and by the end of it, I'm apologizing. Like, wait, wait. How in this entire conversation did I become the asshole? Like, I, again. Just, again, right. Like, I just, <laughs> what did I do? Like, like I swear to God, we were, I was trying to be nice and civil about this, and now all of a sudden I'm destroying the planet, and I'm doing it with my own fucking hands. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, whoa. Yeah. Like, how did you even do that? I just apologize to you for treating me like shit for thirteen years. You like, can't, you can't what? see them now, but 
five, ten years in the future, you're going to see all the lessons that this relationship taught you. And you know what? I am grateful for all that. Like you're saying, take everything as a teacher and a lesson. I love she that. Yeah, I, I absolutely love that. Now, that's that's fantastic. I well, think she taught me what I don't want in a relationship, yeah. what I need to actually look for. And what it does is d- it diffuses. It takes away the hatred. Yeah. It takes away the anger because it's like, oh, how can I be mad at someone who who's taught me something that I needed to right. know? And I'm not mad at her at all. I just right. I feel like it's my turn. It is your turn. I get to be happy. I I should be. So, you guys now you guys got together when you were still in high school, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, not only are you you're, you're you know in a position where you're stagnant, but you're really learning yourself, like kind of all oh, over yeah. again. You know, and and I think that you're going to be able to take some really awesome lessons from this relationship because you're going to know what what you truly want, what's really going to make you happy, and that's a well, yeah, because at nineteen, that's a big deal. right? We all knew everything. Nineteen, right. we know fucking <laughs> like all I of said, it, yeah. right? But. Around yeah. 25, I started to realize, like, I really don't know anything. Like, I don't even... Why am I even do, doing this? Why do I look like this? Why do I dress like that? Why do I... Why am I working here? It's, that's all for other people. Like, wh- why don't I just... Fuck those people. Let's, let's do this. Because I want to. And that's where your real colors start showing. I mean, I'm 31 now, and I'm just figuring out what the fuck I want in life, but you that, know? But, but you're right on time, my friend. <laughs> And that's what I'm trying to say, too. I'm like, you're, you're fucking 30. Like, you got plenty of fucking time to find a dude and whatever. I wanted it to the point where we have Thanksgiving, Christmas, all that other stuff. She comes over. I don't give a fuck if you got your husband with you. We can have a nice dinner. My kids deserve to be with both their parents. So why shouldn't you be here? Yeah. But you want to fight me on it? Fuck you. You know? Like, I mean, I, I'll be as nice as I fucking can till you kick me in the dick. I'm going to be upset. You know? <laughs> like... Uh, anyways, you have a lot of support. You do. You know that, yeah. right? I appreciate it. Because, I mean, that's the thing. She makes me feel like I'm being insane. But everyone else I talk to is like, dude, what the fuck? Like, I mean, I just, I don't, I, nobody understands how I've done this for so long. I think when you're, when you're this far into a dysfunctional relationship, it's easy to be gaslit. By the other person, you know what I'm saying? Well, yeah, like they know almost what everything about you. Well, they know all the buttons because they installed them. A hundred percent, right? Like, like they put them there. I like that. So, like, of course they're going to push every one of them, right? They're just right? trying to get what they exactly. need, what they want, yeah. what they need out of life. But it's frustrating, man. But back to you. Sorry. <laughs> no, that's okay. <laughs> this right. was good. It was this, good. This was really good. I, I I enjoyed talking about all this stuff, but. I guess what I want to say is this. Every decade, and a friend of mine has this all gridded out, and I can't remember what it is, but every decade of our life is meant for something, right? Like our 20s are about experimentation, and our 30s are about climbing some ladder we think we need to climb, and our 40s are about seeing those limitations and what we really want, and our 50s are about, like, if there's all these different phases, Interesting. right? And, like, that's why I keep saying, like, you're right on time. Like, I'm right on time because I've been freaking out. And my friends who are in their 60s and 70s, I'm like, oh, my God, I'm 48 years old. I'm going to go back to grad school. i got to take out $300,000 in loans. What am I thinking? And every one of them, every single one of those older people are like, you're right on time. Like, this is happening exactly when it's supposed to happen. Right? I find that enormously inconvenient. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. But at the end of the day, like, 
those people who've been through all this before, that they just walked the earth longer than I have, they know stuff. And that's why I'm telling you, like this happening to you now at 31, you're right on time. Right. You know, beautiful things are going to come out of this. Just like beautiful things are going to happen to me because of my choices. Absolutely. And your choices. Right. Right? And yeah, it sucks sometimes. And oh, sometimes there's yeah. bad years. Hell, sometimes there's packs of bad years stuck together. But eventually the pendulum swings and you get to the good part again. And then it swings back, right? I mean, it's right. it's fucking irritating because <laughs> it's totally unpredictable it's never on my schedule right you know like, like it, I, it's never when i'm ready for like, shit to go down i just right. want to project manage the universe you right. know what i'm saying like no do this on this this date here yeah today Let yeah me be ready for that shit yeah don't act like a fucking tile setter no i'm just kidding <laughs> what? the people that set the tile they're never on time Oh, sorry. Bad construction job. I do my own tile. Yeah, see? (laughs) I can tell. Yeah, you can. I promise. There's like three or four of them in there that are crooked and one that's cracked. So I have a question. When you started this podcast, looking at the logo and reading the title, was it, is it about, obviously it's not just about physical strength. Right. Right? It's about mental, emotional, spiritual strength, right? It's about everything. You know, I, I really just wanted to do this because it was something I wanted to do to begin with. Just a podcast. And um, I wanted to start, like, this little company, Psychotic Strength. I'm still working on actually starting, right? Making shirts and shit like that. Um, it's really just... I don't know, man. Sometimes you just need to be psychotic. Yeah. Right? I mean, that's that's what life's about. Like, like you have to be completely fucking insane to do exactly what you should be doing. I couldn't agree more. One thousand percent. Yeah, it's it's such a beautiful outlook, man. It really is. It really is. You have to jump off the ledge, man. Both feet, yeah, and just and just do it. If we ever actually stopped and thought about what we were doing and the choices we were making, we wouldn't do it. Do you know what I'm saying? Like we actually wouldn't do it. There's quite a few decisions I did that too, and I (laughs) look back and I'm like, fuck. Yeah. yeah, because we overthink it, and then we, we try to cushion it, and it, it never works out, because we're trying to manage it, right? We're trying to control it. So, I, I'm glad you bring that up. Uh, I was talking to my friend Lily about overthinking, right? And um, overthinking, she's a huge overthinker, I'm a huge overthinker. The way I kind of got past that is, I know me, and me knows me. I know that doesn't make 100% sense, but when I go for something... And I say, okay, there's this and this, right? There's the red pill or the blue pill. I'm going to go, okay, I'm going to take the blue pill. And that is it. That's what I'm doing because I fucking said it and that's where we're going with it. Yeah. Because otherwise I'm going to sit here and that's fucking right. overthink it. Like, like this isn't going to help anything. I'm still going to pick yeah. one. Just fucking pick one and go for it. You know? Just, like, just God do damn. it. My, right. fr- my friend who's 78 years old, she's been traveling. She's a professional traveler. She's been Ooh. traveling the world since 1990. She's been to over 140 countries. She's camped in her 60s from Egypt to Joburg in the South. Like, this woman is everything, right? And she said, you know what she does to figure out where she's going? She puts out a world map and she has a pendulum. And wherever it lands is where she goes. And I'm like, how do you do that? She said, because David, it doesn't matter. She said, making a decision here or here, it doesn't matter. She's like, and life is like that. You just have to make that choice and right. go for it full force right. because it doesn't actually, it doesn't actually matter where I go to grad school. Just go. 
Right. Do you know what I'm saying? Right. And life is like that, but we overthink shit. Right. And we, we, we try to see, like, well, if I just talk to enough people about this school, maybe I'll be informed. And then, then you go there and you fucking hate it. You don't know. Life is like that. Right. And she taught me that. Like, just do exactly what you're talking about, which is make a decision and go with it. Right. You'll find out later if it was the right one. And here's the thing. If it was the wrong one, you'll course correct. Right. You'll fix right. it. Right. And you'll make a different choice. That's what I try and tell right? everybody. We, we survive as humans. That's what we fucking do. You can put yourself in the shittiest situation. As long as you don't kill yourself, you're probably all right later. You're gonna yeah. you're gonna make it through. You know what's what's funny is I uh, I took a, a promotion in my job that took me down took me from Bremerton to Eugene, Oregon. I never I've never set foot in Eugene, Oregon when I accepted this promotion. I had no effing clue what I was doing. I just did it. Sounds fun, right? That I mean, sounds I just, fun. I mean, yeah, it's an adventure. I literally right. just did. I like I called the people that lived at the you know that worked in the store down there, and I said, hey. I've got to move down. Any ideas on a rental? And they gave me a list of places, and I, I found a place down there, and I moved down there. And the first time, the first night I slept in there was the, the that I'd ever been to Eugene was the day I pulled in with the U-Haul. That's you know, awesome. and, and the same thing when I came to Vancouver is I took the promotion from when I was working down in Eugene, and I came up to Vancouver. Same, almost almost identical situation. They said, "Hey, we really want you for this position." Okay, sure. Right on. Yeah. When do I it. start? You know, how long, how much time do I have, you know, to, people to, to figure it out? And and I was talking to a buddy about that before I moved up from Eugene. And I, I decided, like, there isn't a wrong choice. Right. You know? Nope. There's not. There's going to be, if I don't take it, there's going to be a lot of wondering what the heck would have been. Yeah. You know? But there was never a wrong choice. I, I had a place. I had a job. I had, I mean, I had everything. I, I, I was very comfortable. I had, a, I had an awesome, you know, the position I was in paid really well. This position paid, you know. But it was like, I, there would have been a lot of wondering what if. But there wasn't a wrong choice. Because I've, I've been with a lot of people on their deathbed. And I've talked to them extensively about this. No one ever got to the end of their life and said, man... I'm so glad I didn't take any chances. I'm so glad I didn't go on any adventures and move to Eugene. I'm so glad I wore sensible shoes. You know what I'm saying? Like, not anyone ever said that. The only thing they have is regret. Why didn't I open that store that I always wanted to? Why didn't I marry that girl that I should have? Like, it's it's all of those things, right? It's an ex- Like, it's a big fucking experiment. Well, my plan is to never not take those chances. Right? Because... If I take every one of those chances, the harder the choice, the harder the move, the harder the decision, the more I'm going to learn from that. And the more life experience I'm going to get, and the bigger the fucking adventure. I mean, I the was more talking exciting to, it is. Right. You know? Yes. I mean, I was talking to Lily, too, about um, The Truman Show. You guys have seen that, right? Mm-hmm. With Jim Carrey. Uh, I'm like, dude, this is The Tyler Show. That's what this is. Everyone else is watching me do shit. You know, like, that's how I feel. Because, why not? Fuck it. You know, like, I, it's my fucking show. I can do whatever I want with it. You that's know what right. I mean? Like, right. whatever. You want to see me go down to fucking mm-hmm. Arizona and go skiing, right? I don't think those two things match. But fuck it. We're going to figure out how to do it's it. It's the pendulum. Yeah. Where is it going to land? Okay, I'll do that. Fuck it. You know, it doesn't you know, matter. Everybody, everybody, oh, well, don't do that. Don't. Fuck you. Yeah. You don't yep. do it. Feel free staying yep. here while I go over here and try it. 
I come back, I'm all fucked up from doing it, and I'm just like, but I did it. Yep. People right, right now, like people my age, want to tell me, you know, David, you, you really shouldn't go to school right now. Like these are your prime wealth building years, and you really should be building a four hundred one k. And you, you, sh- you know, they're shooting all over me, right? Should you should should <laughs> should shooting all, all over me, and I'm like. You're right. I should be doing all those things. And yet, I'm not going to. Right. Because I don't care. Right. Those things, while all valid, and they seem to be important because they're important to him, they're not important to me. What is important to me is going on an adventure. Right. Right? Right. Right. And being like, I want to go feed my head before I can't anymore. Before I get so set in my ways that I'm not available for that. Well, and that's that's the thing. Everybody's shit's different. Yes. You want to go to school. I fucking hate school. I can't stand that shit. What do I want to do? I want to create a legacy that my kids, kids, kids can follow. Mm. I want to create a family crest and a ring that my family and my kids will be proud to wear and be a part of. You know what I mean? That's my plan, is to just be the fucking dude who went out there and just did that shit, right? Who created whatever the fuck he felt like or failed like a motherfucker doing it. Who gives a shit? Did you do it? No, because you're fucking too scared to do it. Fuck it. Mm. Fear doesn't actually exist. It's a construct of your mind to mm-hmm. keep you from not dying. Yeah, you definitely can't let fear steer the ship, man. Because it, it wants it, to. It won't oh, go anywhere. Yeah. You'll, you'll just go in a little circle. Yeah, right. You'll never leave yeah. the harbor. Right, you know? absolutely. I mean, if, fear, if fear was running the ship, you'd never, you'd never get out of the freaking harbor. Man. There's no way. Yeah. So, there's this interview... There was this inter- Madonna did this interview. We have to talk about Madonna because you know I'm yeah. here. Like it was like ten years. She was winning some award and they were interviewing her. This was longer than that. And she they said the question to her was, you know, for thirty some odd years you've just taken one chance after the next and you're always pushing the vanguard and always on the cutting edge and always doing this and always doing that. You know, do you ever hesitate and are you afraid? And how do you do it? And she thought about it for a second and she said, you know, every time I do something, it feels like I'm walking up to the edge of a cliff and I'm terrified and I don't want to do it, but I fling myself off anyway. Right. And I remember thinking, I almost like caused a car accident because I was listening to it and I was like, that's the answer right there. Yep. Like feel the fear and do it anyway. Yep. Right. And I feel like if I could have that much courage... I hope to have that much courage. You know, I aspire to have that because I'm, I'm just not that. I have some, but I don't have that level. You know what right. I mean? And I, I I would like to get more. But if I could just have some of that, I think my life would be just that much more fulfilling. Well, you know what I found out is proving to myself, my self-doubt, proving to my self-doubt that it's a fucking idiot. That's my favorite thing to do. Because, so we go to Idaho Falls, right, as like a big, um, it was a young men's trip, right? I'm one of the leaders for the young men in my church. Uh, at least I was. Um, and then we would go to Idaho Falls and we go to this place in Lava Hot Springs. It's a pool and it's got like a couple water slides, all that other shit. Well, we get there and there is a fucking 40 foot jumping thing, right? You climb all the way up there and you jump 40 feet down into the fucking pool. Jeez. And I'm like, I'm so, af- I'm afraid of heights. I really don't like them. And I'm like, I'm doing that first. Before I fucking do anything else, I don't even get to get in the pool unless it's off that fucking ledge. I'm doing it. And I told all the young men that. 
I'm like, I'm not getting in the pool unless it's off that ledge. And I did. I got there. I climbed all the way up. I went for it. And I was like, okay, hold on. Hold on, lady. The lady, the lady tells, it's like a one, two, and three, right? Ledges. I'm on three, which is the highest one. And she tells which one to go, so you're not jumping on each other. Right? So she, we go three, and I'm like, hold on, hold on. My palms are sweating. Right? I'm just like, oh, my God, oh, my God. But I have my Super Saiyan yeah. armor on, right? And I'm up there. And uh, and then it comes back around. She does one. She does two. And she's looking at me. And she does three. And I go to the edge. And I'm like, fuck, fuck, fuck. And I take this big breath, which was really stupid. Because I took a big breath and go, oh. And I'm falling, not hitting water yet. I'm just about out of air. Then, boom, I hit water and go all the way down. And I'm thinking I'm going to die because I took a breath at the very, very top, top of the fucking jump. And now I'm swimming, swimming, swimming. I come out and I'm like, I did it. I'm alive. And I'm like, told you, jackass. You know, like, it's not going to How did you, you feel? I felt like I kicked that self-doubt dude in his dick and was like, you're a little bitch. You know what I mean? Like, stop being a pussy. That's, you know? that's awesome. Did I do it again? No. 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 no, I did not. I didn't feel like I needed to. But you, but you did it. I you did know? it the one you time, yeah. right? Like, yeah. I jumped off two and one a couple times, you know, but... I'm, I'm the same way. Like, you got to convince... Like, once I once I make that commitment to myself, once I say it out loud, right, I have to follow through. That's why and I so, tell other people. I did... I, I did I jumped out of an airplane, right? I did a tandem jump. Oh god! With uh, with a, and I'm and I was always I was always like, I'm jumping out of an airplane, right? I'm I'm doing this, and then I go and I pay for it, and then I get in the airplane, and then we get up in the air, and then, <laughs> and then I'm like, and then I'm like, I really screwed up. <laughs> I really don't want to do this. I, I don't I don't know if I'm going to be able to get out this door, and I'm like. I got my kid on the ground, you know, my, my, my wife, my kids are on the ground, like, waiting for me, and I'm like, I can't, I can't punk out, right? I can't right. punk out. I, I can't let this this guy in my head, you know, right. <laughs> punk out. It was the best thing. As soon as I, as soon as I left the ledge of the airplane, it was like, it was the coolest thing in the world. It was, I mean, it was the most amazing feeling. Was it? Ever, yeah. It was, it was insane. Absolutely insane. And you're just falling for, like. You know, forty-five seconds, just in a free. That's it. And then they, and then you go, then they pull the shoot, and you're, are sweating again. you're like, yeah. and I, I mean, and I got it all on video. You know, I did. I had to buy the video because I had to, you know, and uh, and I wasn't. I had, I had no clue. And now it's like, man, that was that was great. Now I keep telling myself I'm going to do it again. I don't know. <laughs> right. I, I mean, I already proved <laughs> myself. <laughs> How did you feel when you got to the ground? I was like, you know, it's it's. It, I was so happy when my feet touched the ground because you I mean, didn't you're, you're, die. I didn't die exactly. <laughs> like I'm, I'm hanging there and I'm, I'm, I'm attached to the to the instructor guy. You know, it was a tandem jump and and uh, but I'm still like, you know, eight thousand feet in the air, looking around, going, "Holy cow!" You know. Right. <laughs> well, I really hope these don't come loose because because then I'm fucked. We may be attached. I mean, I used the one attached. And there was like this, like this, this ultimate relief, and then like this, this feeling of just super badassness, right? Like I, like I just did it. I dominated this, this, this fear, you know, and was able to follow through on this commitment that I had made to myself, you know. And it was just like, wow, it's what it was, man. It was, it was incredible. It was, it was really awesome. I really want to do it too. I do want to jump. I will 
jump out of a plane. I'm saying it on the fucking internet. <laughs> so it's going to happen. So I will. My only fear is I feel really bad for the person who's going to be on my back. Because if I'm not getting out of that plane, we're not going anywhere. So you know and the, and the, Good the luck trying is, to push me out of a fucking plane. You have, a, you have like this window and they make sure that you're going to go. If you doubt it, they bring you back in and land the airplane. Like they, you don't, they don't force you out of the airplane, right? You know what right. I'm saying? Like, like if if I would have got to the ledge and just had like a full blown panic attack, he wasn't he wasn't gonna continue. They were gonna they would they would have just said, okay, you know, pull me back in, close the door, and landed the airplane, and that would have been, you know, that kind of would have been that because it, it, it's like they can't I, I think liability now i'm just picturing how this is going right i get to the edge i go oh my god he's like all right we're coming back in we go to sit down and i'm like fuck this and i just pick him up on my back run and jump out that motherfucker and he's like you jumped wrong i don't give a shit like kill me now like, but, oh my god you know, I, in the way that i understand you know it's like you have this window that you gotta get because you gotta land like in the field right. and, and if you're like Six miles away, when you finally jump out of the airplane, you're going to land somewhere you're not supposed to. But, right. Uh, God, it's so they have a, but it, but it was funny too because I'm sitting in the airplane and it was this this old, I mean, I don't even know what kind of an airplane it was, but the pilot had on a parachute and the the jump instructor had on a parachute, and I'm sitting there and there's only the three of us in the airplane and I'm the only one who doesn't have a parachute. And I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not really sure about my odds here. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck it. My plan is uh, I tell everyone I'm invincible. Yeah. I don't need a parachute. Exactly. The earth will be sad at the day that I land on it. Because <laughs> that's what's going to happen. I'm going to land on the fucking earth. I'm not going to hit the earth. The earth is going to be landed on. You know what I mean? I'm just going to fucking superhero land on that bitch. Create a big ass ditch. And then just come walking out of it like a badass. There I can bleed go. a little. <laughs> Both go. legs I broken. Like I don't give a fuck. <laughs> when I was a little kid, I figured... I thought about this a long time. I love science. I really do. And um, I thought about it. And at the right trajectory, with the right roll, anyone can jump from anywhere and actually survive. Now, you go straight down, boom, you're going to die, right? But if you can, like, squirrel... <laughs> flying squirrel your way at it right, at the right angle, you can survive. Now the hard part is landing, right? <laughs> Not that that had to be explained, but like, how the fuck are you gonna roll like that? You know what I mean? Like, there's just how? Like, how would you even? Well, there's no way to practice, and you get one shot. You know, that's what I'm saying. That's why I was always like, you know what? That'd be a perfect way to go out. Dear I'm listener, like we've just put the psychotic in the psychotic strength <laughs> podcast. I'm just saying, I mean, I'm either going to fight a bear at like 60, or I'm going to jump off a building and try and prove me right. Either way, you're not going to tell me I'm wrong. I'm either going to land that shit and flip everybody off, or I'm not, and I won't care. You're the, the naysayers anyways. Exactly. <laughs> I'll just land like this anyways, and just BAM! Middle finger. That'll up. be on the video. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. I mean, fuck, it'll probably be the last thing I do. <laughs> that's awesome. Anyways, you got to be slightly psychotic to live life. It's true. You do. It's, Absolutely. I want to live life. Yes, sir. You are. Yes. I am. You are. I am. I'm doing everything that I want to do, and 
people talk shit all the time, go for it. Do they? They do. Yeah, a lot of people talk shit. Especially people that try and pretend that they care. When really it's like, oh, don't do that, that's dangerous. Why the fuck do you think I'm doing it? You know what I mean? It's awesome. Everything awesome's kind of dangerous. Yeah. I want a sword fight, like in medieval armor. There's a whole league for that shit. I'm in. Give me a fucking hammer. You're all gonna die. You know what I mean? Like, fuck yeah. But then there's also like... I keep telling everybody, I want to fight at the end this year. A kickboxing fight. I'm saying it over and over and over and over again because I want to do it. I'm scared as shit to do it. Right? And I was talking... You know, Lily, I talked to her a lot. But uh, I was talking to her and I was like, you know, I'm realizing my biggest fear... I've, I've, I've been in quite a few. Right? I've been in quite a few fights. I mean, my knuckles are pretty fucked. Um, but at the same time... I've never been in like a like a sanctioned fight, right? Wrestling matches don't really count. But the, my biggest fear is taking my shirt off and getting in the ring. And I know that sounds a little weird to some people, but like I've only taken my shirt off in public over the last year. The last year. I'm 31, and I just now am starting to feel slightly comfortable taking my shirt off in front of people. And that's because I'm getting huge. But right? muzzle tough, that's great. Right. But stepping into there, and all I can think of me doing is bouncing. You know what I mean? Because I'm going to have to, right? And I'm going to be so self-conscious the whole time. And that I'm going to be more worried about that. I will fuck someone up. I don't give two shits who you put in front of me. I'll fight Mike Tyson. It's not going to go well. Actually, if, if it's kickboxing, I'll just kick the fuck out of his leg until he goes down. Those little fucking chicken legs he's got. Um, but... But you know what I mean? Like, I won't fight anybody. I don't give a fuck. Like, I fought my uh, Chris De La Rocha. I had him. Uh, we interviewed him on here. Um, he's a professional UFC fighter. I was like, he was talking shit because I hit this littler guy a little too hard. He stepped right into a fucking left hook, turned pale. He stopped the whole thing. And he's like, man, it's, it's different a big guy hitting a little guy. He's like, I wish you could figure that out. He's like, you need to fight someone big like me. And I'm like, let's do it. Let's fucking go, bro. And he was pretty surprised. I went in the ring with him. He fucked me up. Like, I'm talking, he didn't even move his feet. He just stood there and threw hands at me, bro. I couldn't even reach him. I hit him twice in the stomach. And I doubt he felt it. You know? But And he almost knocked me the fuck out. It was a minute and a half round. But I'll do it. I don't give a shit. I fear no one. Fear no thing. I fear nothing. Because what the fuck's the point of that? Right. You're going to fear everything and then you're going to die anyways. Yeah. I'd rather be known as the fearless motherfucker who fought everyone. I don't care. My friend likes to say, make no mistake about it, God plans on killing us all. <laughs> yeah, he can plan all he wants. Right? I'm not dying. I'll fight him too. <laughs> you know, I'll get up there, I'll be like, hey motherfucker, we had a deal. What deal? I said I was invincible and then you killed me. Well, but we didn't agree on that. We're fighting. If I win, I get to go back down there. <laughs> you know? Like, I don't think I'd win that one either, but fuck it. Lightning bolt right to the brain. That's never stopped you. I don't give a shit. Hey, but, but then there again, that's why I love sales. Because give that stupid, crazy example. I have a shot of going back down there by fighting God. I'm willing to take that shot, 
even though it's probably not going to fucking happen, because it could. Everyone's got a fighter's chance. And you'll hear, you'll hear real fighters talk about a fighting chance every time. You can underestimate whoever the fuck you want. You step forward and they overhand right your ass, you're out. And that's it. I don't give a fuck how many years you've been doing this. You catch that one perfect, you're going to sleep. Take the chance. Fucking swing. Was it uh, Gretzky said you miss 100% of the goals you never take a shot at or something mm-hmm. like that? Right. And it's the truth, man. Fuck it. <laughs> you just never know. You see it fighting all the time, man. All the, the time. The underdog, you know, gets gets a huge victory by just... Just landing that fucking crazy thing that he always throws and never lands. Right. Yeah. That weird overhand rider, that stupid flippy kick thing. You know what I mean? Like, that nobody trains for because who the fuck's going to do that in real life? That guy. And he just cracked you in the dome with it. You know? Like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. So, where are we at? We're at 88 minutes. About 90 minutes. That's good. That's a good time. That's good. Dude, I, I really enjoyed you coming in. Oh, thank, thank you. Thank you as oh, always yeah, for you. fucking was, being this here. This was a pleasure, man. This, this was, was a pleasure. Great to it was really yeah. good. Um... <laughs> All right, shout-outs. I don't know if we talked anything about that. I do a shout-out at the end of the week, or at the end of the podcast. Do you have one? I do, actually. Did you you watch the uh, Wilder Fury fight? Yes. Number three, yeah. I I ended up, uh, I saw highlights. I did not watch the whole thing. Yeah, that was me. I caught caught most of it uh, on on the highlight reel. Anyways, man, incredible, incredible fight. Uh, all everything. I mean, it was. It went what eleven rounds. Um, it was good. It was. I mean, it was a beast mode. Both those. Both those dudes are just specimens, too, man. They're I mean, huge. they're just just monstrosities well, of men. Wilder and, looks more like a specimen. <laughs> Fury is definitely a little on the dad bod side. I, I got to tell you though. Could you have a better name for those two individuals, Wilder and Fury? No, that's I mean, perfect. Seriously, for that for for that matchup and that fight, man. Anyways, incredible fight, man. Shout right. out to both fighters. Right. Uh, uh, was it uh, Fury one? Fury. Yeah. yeah. Shout out to Fury for the for a, a huge victory. Uh, again, I don't know if we'll see number four. I don't know if they'll if they'll put it together or not. Uh, I, if anyways, I was Fury, I wouldn't do it. Anyways, it was great. It was awesome. And I, I, on that token, on your own, on your shout out, I would like to thank Fury for looking that fucking ugly <laughs> and still being the epitome of manhood. Exactly. He's the ultimate. He's the heavyweight boxing champion of the world, and he jiggles. And, and jiggles. I love him. But his but his cardio is incredible. Man. Eleven rounds, dude. Right. Oh, don't don't say I'm not taking anything from the fucking guy. I'm just stoked that he's a little junky and he fucks some shit up. While there is a fucking Manimal looking dude. Oh, like, yeah. Not an ounce of Man. fat on that fucking dude. He's still lost. You're welcome. Go do all your ab crunches all you want. You know, it wasn't though. I mean, there was a couple of times in that fight where I thought he, I thought Fury he went down too, yeah, didn't Fury, he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Both of them. Both of them went down a couple of times. So yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, it was good. it was an incredible fight. Good fight. Yeah, it really was. Um, my shout out's gonna be Big Ramy. I don't know if you guys know who he is. He won. He just won uh, Mr. Olympia again, two times in a row. He's bigger. Last year he came, and everyone's sweating watching this fucking man take his shirt off. Like all the other competitors, this guy is fucking massive. This year he's even bigger. What's going to happen next year? Well, 
if, if steroids don't kill him, he'll be bigger. You know what I mean? Like, son of a bitch, give somebody else a chance, Big Rammy. Like, goddamn. But shout out, for real. Uh, he won the fucking heavyweight division, uh, Mr. Olympia. Fuck yeah. Two times in a row. That's not easy. That's really not easy because those guys, those judges, do not like handing that shit out more than once, especially in a row. They don't like doing that shit. They like to give everybody kind of a chance. But when fucking Big Randy steps on the on the stage, as soon as everyone stood out there, I was like, he won. He's not even flexing. He still looks better than everybody else. You know, like, god damn. Anyways, uh, that's my shout-out. Do you have anybody you want to shout-out? They don't. I've been thinking about it since you guys started talking, but... No. Alright. Well, I'm going to do one for you. Okay. Based on our last conversation, having coffee, I would like to shout-out your roommate, Ed. Ah! For always being there for you and giving you some damn good advice. Yes. And he actually had he actually had a life-changing job interview today. Really? So. Yes. And it probably went amazing. It did. He Good. owned that shit. He, I don't so see how he couldn't. Hopefully, uh, we'll see. We'll see. Okay. Don't count your chickens before they hatch. No, fuck that. He's got it. <laughs> He's got this. You get him, Ed. Um, anyways, okay. This was a Psychotic Strength. Um, we're going to get a game here going eventually. Um, but Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, all that shit. Look us up and... Um, yeah, thanks. Anything else you guys want to say before we head out? Yeah, thanks for right, listening. Yeah. yeah, thanks for listening. I, do I not say that? Usually just sign out. Oh, shit. Well, thank you for listening. <laughs> I feel really bad now that I haven't been thanking people. Whatever, fuck it.